Thank you all. It's great to be here. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm really excited about this because um, I love fasting. And uh, uh, I know most times when you mention the word fasting, everyone's like, oh, gosh, fasting again. I don't want to fast. But I have seen the impact of, of fasting on my life. I've lived a fasted life for as long as I can remember, maybe since I was a teenager. I don't know. God just gave me that revelation of fasting. I've just seen the impact in my life. And for a season, I stopped fasting because I just felt like I needed to kind of get some more food in my body. <laughs> and uh, recently, as we're going into this year, I felt the Lord really stir my heart. So we've been praying, uh, the prayer team, and uh, a few things that God's been speaking to us for the message trust. I'm going to try to go through that. Because uh, um, when I go on a fast, especially like a long fast we're about to go into, it's always good to know why we're doing it. What's God said? What's leading us to do this? Are we just doing this religiously? What's the word of the Lord for this? And I feel the word of the Lord for this. And when there's a word from God, there's a grace to follow through that fast. Okay, because I fasted when I've not felt the grace for it. It's been hard. And it's always hard anyway. But there's an extra grace that comes when there's a word from God. And I feel the faith for this. And I believe this is a season of real shifting in this ministry. Okay, um, now the scripture I feel the Lord's given us uh, for this year as a ministry is Isaiah 54.2. Okay, so if you can turn there, Isaiah 54.2, and I'll just read it out. If you can get it up on the screen, that'll be great too. It says, enlarge the place of your tent, stretch out your tent curtains wide, do not hold back, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes, for you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants would dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. Okay. And I just, you know, I was reading that the other day in the program. I just really felt uh, God on that for the message trust. We're in a season of expansion. And this verse for me kind of pictures what God is doing. We're expanding to the left. And in a sense, we're expanding to the right. Because God is enlarging our ministries, our capacity. It's, it's growing. Okay. Now, the first view verse talks about enlarging the place of your tent, stretching out your curtains wide. And that is about horizontal expansion. Okay. We're in a place where at the moment we're, we're going into a season and we're going to be facing challenges as a ministry we've never faced before. We've never been where we are right now. And I remember a few prayer days ago, we're praying right here with Andy and a few of us. We broke into groups to pray. And I had this very clear picture of a graph. And the message trust from when it was born up until 20 years has been a steady growth. But at the 20-year mark, it was like an exponential growth. Okay? And I believe, I believe that that was God's word to us as a ministry. In this season, we're going to see an exponential growth. Now, what that means is things are going to expand horizontally. But one word that struck me in this few verses says, um, uh, uh, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. So it's not just time to expand horizontally, it's time to expand vertically. What I mean by that is, it's time to go higher in God, and it's time to go deeper in God. Because if we don't expand horizontally, so if we don't expand vertically, and all we do is expand horizontally, we don't have the infrastructure in place to maintain what God wants to re- what God wants to release upon us as a ministry. And what that means is each person has a part to play. This ministry is not just about Andy Hawthorne or a few people standing up from preaching. The fact that you're in the office and you never stand up from does not mean your lifestyle doesn't matter. The lifestyle we all live as individuals matters when we come together to see this vision fulfilled. You see, I don't see this as a job. I don't know who asked me the other day. It might have been uh, uh, Jane that asked me. It says, you know, if you won the lottery, would you still work for the message? Or, yes, I will still work. 
Because it's not about the money. This is a calling. It's not about the fact that you're behind a computer. It's a calling. Your being here makes a difference to people knowing God. So it's a spiritual matter. What we do matters. How we live matters. And I believe God is calling us to go deeper in Him in this season. He's not just calling the preachers to go and study the Word more and just kind of spend more time in prayer or whatever. He's calling every single one of us to go deeper in God. So the first word I believe God's speaking to us this year as a ministry is it's time for you as an individual to see your responsibility in this ministry and go deeper in God. Because you have a part to play. Your lifestyle counts. You don't have to stand in front of a microphone to say anything. Uh, uh, Simon said earlier on, holiness has an impact. When you, when you live right, it affects things in the atmosphere. Because when Jesus walked into a demonic atmosphere, demons responded to him and said, Holy one of Israel. Because he was living holy, his lifestyle brought conviction. So you don't have to do much to do much. You just have to live right and go deep in God and things happen. And there's an exponential impact of that on this ministry. I really feel this for us at this time. And it says, um, to strengthen the stake, it says, do not hold back. That's the second thing I want to emphasize. For this year, I believe God is calling us to stretch the boundaries of faith. And what I mean by that is that, um, and this is the word that Rebecca had and was sharing with me, that God is calling us to push the boundaries of faith. So, like, for example, we read about or we hear about Reynard Bonke and read about great moves of God that's happened and what they accomplished for God through the faith God gave them set a boundary. And we look at that and we go, wow, that was great. But God is calling us to dream past those boundaries. Because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. So that's going to mean scary things are going to happen. God is going to challenge our faith. This is a time for us to go further in our believing God, to do more than we can ask or think or imagine. Because it's possible. What, we're ima- what Andy right now is imagining about what could happen to this ministry that could be bigger. You know, Andy dreams big. <laughs> There's always a challenge and a vision. Whatever however crazy that dream is, God can go beyond that. You know, Andy, actually, this morning, while I was thinking, while you're speaking, I thought about William Booth. I thought about the impact his ministry had on this nation. That was almost like a boundary set. And I know it has a massive impact on your life, but God wants us to see beyond that boundary. And the fact that in our day, greater things can happen because it's promised us. It says, uh, 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 in the latter days, uh, the outpouring of the Spirit will be greater in the latter days than it was in the days of uh, the apostles. We've promised a greater outpouring of God. So the first thing is to go deeper. The second thing is... um, what I've just said here, to push the boundaries of faith. And the third thing we felt was that in this season, God is going to be accelerating us in, our, in, our, in, our, um, in the things of the Spirit. God is going to be accelerating individuals in the things of the Spirit. God is going to be accelerating people here and as a ministry in the gifts of the Spirit. God is going to be accelerating you and us in this place, in a place where things that we've been hoping to happen in the last 10 years, or hoping will happen maybe in the next 10 years, would happen all of a sudden. God is going to see, uh, we're going to see uh, exponential growth in spiritual maturity. We're going to see people get saved, and they're going to mature in God, and their roots are going to go deep, and they're going to be strong. You know, I look at people like Jason. I'm very encouraged when I see Jason every time, because he's an example of someone that's just got saved, but someone that's going deep in God. I see him in the prayer room praying and seeking God and just crying out to God. He tells me, this is what God's doing in my house. And I'm like, God, I want to see that multiplied. And God is saying in this season, not just for the message trust, but as individuals, God is going to accelerate us spiritually in our gifting, in our calling. This is a season for that to happen. And I believe when God speaks a word like that, there's a grace for us to experience that reality. But 
you know, you read through scripture, you see that the fact that God says something does not mean it automatically happens. There's a human participation. And that's what this leads me to. Okay. And that's why we're going to fast. Why do we fast? Well, on Tuesday, this Tuesday, Andy was sharing about uh, Isaiah. And one of the things he, he said that I wrote down that struck me was about humbling ourselves before God. When you read through scripture, you find that um, uh, in Ezra, for example, um, uh, Ezra proclaimed a fast so that the people might humble themselves before God. And when you go to Joel 2, 12, it says, Even now declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, with mourning. In uh, Daniel 10, 21, um, when Daniel was praying, the angel came to him and answered his prayer and says, from the very first moment you went on your knees to say the word, to pray, your prayers were heard. From the very, for the very first moment, you decided to humble yourself before God. And in that chapter, if you read previously in Daniel 10, it was talking about Daniel fasting and seeking God. The point I'm trying to make here is humbling ourselves and fasting are linked. And I love the scripture in, uh, in uh, uh, 2 Corinthians seven fourteen. If my people who humble themselves... If my people will cover my name, will humble themselves and pray. And I was thinking recently, I wonder what would happen if we replaced the word humble with fast. If my people who will call by my name will fast and pray and seek my face. Things shift when we fast. You know what happens when you fast? It brings a brokenness to your soul. When you fast, you quieten the desires of your soul and your flesh. So that your spirit is louder and your spirit can receive more from God. I was thinking about it, it's like a broadband. It's like a bandwidth. You enlarge your bandwidth to receive more from God and faster from God. Because when we live naturally as we tend to live, we tend to feed our flesh all the time. It's entertainment and this and that and food. You're always feeding your flesh and you feed your spirit every now and again, but you don't constantly feed your spirit, okay? And when you fast, it's almost like you just quiet in the voice of your flesh so that your spirit is louder to receive from God. Fasting doesn't change God. Fasting doesn't twist God's arm to do what you want him to do for you. Fasting aligns you with his purposes and fasting changes you. And when you fasted and you've seen the impact of it, I tell you, well, you know, you're going to be like, wow, I want to do this all the time. Okay? So, one, fasting humbles us. Two, fasting leads to the outpouring of the Spirit. I quoted this earlier in Joel 2.12. It says, um, uh, now declares the Lord, return to me with fasting uh, and weeping and with all your heart and with mourning. That's in Joel 2.12. And then in Joel 2.28, we all know this scripture. It says, afterwards, I'll pour out my Spirit in all flesh. That scripture starts with afterwards. After what? After returning to me with fasting, with mourning, with weeping, I will pour my spirit on all flesh. I'm going to say this. We want to see the outpouring of the Spirit of God publicly, but we're not going to see that outpouring publicly if we as individuals are not walking in the overflow of His presence privately. And for us to walk in the overflow of His presence privately, our spirits need to be louder than the flesh. Our spirits need to be more connected with the Holy Spirit than ever before in this season. Because we cannot do what God has called us to do with the, with the arm of the flesh. It's not going to happen. This is an impossible task we're about to go on. It's not going to happen by just nice connections and the fact that we've got all the buildings and things sorted out. Those businesses and things we're doing, they're not going to kick off in the way that God intends for it to do when we don't fully align ourselves. So our point of the Spirit too, and the other thing is um, we need a greater release of the power of the Holy Spirit. In the book of Luke, it says Jesus went into the wilderness, filled the Spirit, and he fasted for 40 days. And after the fast, it says he came out of the wilderness in the power of the Spirit. There's a difference between being filled with the Spirit and moving in the power of 
the Spirit. Jesus had to be filled with the Spirit, but also had to receive the power of the Spirit. Because it says in Acts that he was anointed with power to do signs and wonders. And I believe God is calling us to see a greater release of the power of the Holy Spirit like we've never seen before. The point I want to make is this. Sacrifice releases spiritual power. Negative sacrifice releases spiritual power. In the book of Kings, there's a crazy story of the nation of Israel and, uh, and Judah. And they're coming against, I think, the Moabites. Okay? And uh, Elisha had re- released a prophecy that they were going to win this battle. They went into this battle. They were winning the battle. And the Moabites did not know what to do. The king of the Moabites decided he was going to sacrifice his son that was in line to the throne. So in the midst of the whole battle, he takes his son and sacrifices his son. And it says a fury was released into the battle and the battle turned. Even though there was a prophetic word God gave Elisha that they were going to take that land and all these things were going to happen. When the enemy released the sacrifice, something happened in the realm of the spirit. And the same happens when we sacrifice. Fire falls only on sacrifice. Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Because if you're a living sacrifice, you continually receive fire and the power of God. And all through scripture, you see, when we align ourselves correctly with God, we see the power of God released. Third thing, or fourth, I've lost count now. Um, Fast and sharpens our spiritual gifts and our awareness and discernment of the Holy Spirit. You know, there's a time where I fasted, I've sought God. And, you know, um, uh, I remember, I think it was two years ago, I went on a fast with prayer storm, you know, in January. You know, I've never done a 40-day fast before, but I felt God challenged us to do this. And it was the most amazing season, yet the most challenging, because at the end of that fast, I remember just walking around and feeling literally like I was walking in fire. I felt it and I thought to myself, I want to feel this every day. I want to walk in this reality every day. There was such an empowerment of the Holy Spirit that I felt in that season that I, you know, I've not felt like that since. And I just knew it was connected to fasting. And I remember once after that, I went into a meeting to speak when I was one of, on one of these fasts. And um, after I spoke, like I normally do, the Holy Spirit was released in a way I've never seen before till this day in my ministry. Because when I spoke, I saw God fall on people that one minute were not interested, the next minute they're in repentance, crying out to God. I mean, like young people, eight-year-olds, like just, just really, just bawling their eyes out. And the spirit of conviction just fell upon that place. And I looked back and thought, wow, I knew that was because I connected myself to God. And the power of the Holy Spirit was released in a new measure. So I tell people, I know the power of fasting. Okay, uh, and I said this point already. We fast to receive more from God faster. You want to receive more faster than fast. Okay, now, the objectives of this fast, uh, actually, no, before I go into the, I want to go into the types of fast, because, hold here. <laughs> I was cold before, but now I'm hot. Okay, uh, the different types of fast, because I know when you say fast, everyone's like, oh gosh, how is this going to work? Biblically, fasting is to abstain from food, but there are different ways of doing it, okay? If you've never fasted before, don't feel intimidated by this, and I want to encourage you to just jump straight in and go 28 days straight without eating. You probably die, Okay. Do it. <laughs> if the grace of God is not on you to do it, don't just rush to it. Moses fasted. The, the first kind of fast I want to emphasize is uh, dry fast without food or water. Moses did that for 40 days. But that was because he was in the glory of God. He was in the presence and he was in the reality of heaven. And I don't know what kind of food they ate in heaven, but he probably didn't think about food. You know, like there was an experience he had. Esther fasted uh, uh, in the book of Esther, called the nation to fast for three days. No food, no water. That was an intense dry fast. Now, there's a full fast. A full fast to do with when you just have water and liquids and you don't have food, okay? So you can decide to go on a full fast. Now, that's 
can be a really intense fast as well. Um, so that's two. Another kind of fast is a, a partial fast, okay, where you might decide to skip meals in your day. So for the whole of February, you might decide, okay, I might skip my breakfast and lunch. That's if you can handle it. Okay, or I might just skip my breakfast if that what it is that really grips you. Okay, um, so that's the partial fast. So you can skip uh, your meals or you can skip sweets or caffeine or certain things like that. And then there's the Daniel fast. The Daniel fast is when you have just water and liquids and vegetables. You don't have any meat, any sweets, any kind of other stuff. The diff- the different kinds of uh, uh, Daniel fast. If you look online, you see all kinds of recipes and things and advices on Daniel fast. But my thing is, I think it's all about conviction. I wouldn't fast. I love this. David said, I won't give to God that which cost me nothing. There's no point fasting if it's just something you can just do. You know, it doesn't bother you. You know, for some of you, sports is an addiction. For some of you, TV and Facebook and YouTube is an addiction. And that's another kind of fast. Where you decide to cut yourself off from these things because that's what's feeding your flesh. Okay? Now, for me, I can't do a Daniel fast. I can do it, but it doesn't really hit my flesh because I feel like I'm still eating. For some people, that's a big deal. So what I'm trying to say is, it doesn't matter what you're fasting. The fact that it's costing you something, God sees that and rewards you for the fact that you're sacrificing something. So what I'm saying today is, what is it going to cost you? What is it, it could be a Daniel fast. It could be fasting two meals a day. It could be going 28 days, whole days with just water and, and drinks. You know, whatever it is for you, I want to challenge you today to go on this fast. Because I know this is going to shift things in this ministry. At the end of February, we're going to come, you know, and we're going to have this, uh, uh, what's it, uh, 24 hour prayer time in the middle of this fast before the next prayer day and I'm going to explain about that briefly uh, but you know what I'll do that now <laughs> on the 10th of February uh, which is uh, uh, the day before the next prayer day a Sunday we're going to have a 24 hour prayer time and the vision of that is to be to just pray for what God's doing in the MEC we're going to have a room open in the MEC building and uh, the what we would like everyone to do here is to sign up for an hour so from 6 p.m. On Sunday the 10th, the, uh, the MEC is going to be open till 6 p.m. on Monday, which is going to be prayer day, okay? So minus that prayer day hours of 10 to 4 or 10 to 5, whatever that is, everyone is expected to sign up for an hour of prayer in that room uh, in the MEC. So this is one of the ways we want to really stir up more prayer. And obviously there's going to be prayer going on in the prayer room and all that kind of stuff all through this time. One other thing I want to say is there's no point fasting if you're not going to spend time seeking God. If you just starve, if you just eat, sorry, if you do, just don't eat and you think you're fasting, you're actually starving yourself. It's just, you, you're on a hunger strike, okay? Because when you don't eat, you don't eat so that you will eat the spiritual food. You, you, you starve yourself of the natural food to feed yourself with the spiritual food, okay? That's when things really happen. It's not just abstinence. It's actually making more time to seek God and go deeper. That's where things change, okay? So I want to challenge you in that. Um, Okay, I'm going to finish here now. The objectives of this first, I'm going to list them quickly. We want to go deeper in God. Um, and I stated that earlier on, God is calling us as a ministry to go deeper in Him. Two, to renew our passion for God. If you're in a place where you feel dry, spiritual, you feel like you're not breaking through, you, you worship, nothing's happening, you, your heart's in stirred, you know, and you just want to get back to a place of connectedness with God, this is the way forward. I want to encourage you, really think and pray about how you want to engage with this. Third thing is, um, I believe God wants us to mature spiritually. So, uh, an, an acceleration as a ministry, because... Uh, um, the message is 20 years old, and 
as we're 20 years old, spiritually, we also have an identity as a ministry. And God is calling us as a ministry to mature in ourselves. So I believe this fast is going to lead us to that place. Um, and uh, the last thing I want to say is uh, um, MEC, we're fasting uh, in this season to see breakthrough in every single business we're opening, everything that's going to be happening next door because we're stepping into something we've never seen before. We've never stepped in before and we need the grace of God for this. Okay, so I don't know if I've gone on too long, but that's, that's all I have to say today. If you have more questions, you want to talk to me about it, you know, speak to me at the end. There's some sign-up sheets at the back and would expect all of you to please think and pray about what time you'd like to join us in this 24-hour time of prayer for the MEC and for the Message Trust, okay?